0: again welcome to coffee and conversation for esl listening
1: i'm danielle and i'm christina so grab a cup and join the conversation hey there how's it going it's going
0: well how are you good everything's going well here i've got a cat that's going to be in the way i hope she doesn't make any noise today because she's been a little crazy lately
1: but other than that we're good I think she's our. Uh, she should be part of our podcast team. She's yes, she's every time. She is. She's
0: the unofficial uh, host, <laughs> co-host. Yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to talk today about jobs, um, careers, things like that. Um, I don't know about you, but I have a lot of students that mm-hmm. um, are living in the United States, and they're looking for jobs. And, um, they have a, a lot of questions about, you know, what jobs are like here. And, uh, one day we should actually talk about interviewing and resumes and things like that. I think that would be kind of interesting, but for yeah. today, we're just going to talk about, uh, just general jobs and experiences and dream jobs, dream jobs. We all have
1: those, right? I think so. I think everybody has a dream job one way or another.
0: Yeah, and it's usually not the one they're doing.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, for the most, yeah, yeah, most of the time, I would say so.
0: You know, some people are lucky, yeah? You know, some yeah. people are doing their dream job. Um, but uh, there's always those those jobs that you think like, wow, in an, in another lifetime, um, it would be really cool if I could do, you know, such and such thing. If, if money were not an object, like if you didn't have to think about actually earning a living, making a salary, you know. But right. unfortunately, that's usually part of it. <laughs> we yeah, all need that.
1: Yep. Yeah. So do, yeah. do, do you have a dream job?
0: Well, I, you know, I, I'll tell you what, um, I'll talk about my dream jobs when I was a kid, because okay. my yeah, I think my dreams have probably changed over the years and probably yours have too. I don't know. Some people I know, they knew from a very young age, they wanted to do one specific uh, profession and they just studied and they went for it and that was it. But not me. I was always like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. And, you know, <laughs> mm, right so, yeah, when I was a kid, I wanted to do um something you know I was really into um mysteries and things like that. So I wanted to be like a private detective and I was going to solve mysteries. You know?
1: <laughs> oh, that's so that's cool. Wow. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> My job that I wanted to do when I was a kid wasn't that cool actually. <laughs> It was what? Um, It wasn't that cool. (laughs) The job that I wanted to do when I was a kid. Actually, um, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a pharmacist.
0: Oh, really? (laughs) No, that's actually pretty interesting. Like, where did that come from? Well,
1: I I remember it, but I remember also my parents always telling me, like when I was already, you know, grown up, and they said when I used to play with my dolls – Um, and toys, I would always pretend that I was a pharmacist. I would make this medicine, like my dolls would be sick and I would be taking care of them and I would make these different types of herbal teas and this medicine. (laughs) That's (laughs) adorable. (laughs) So I I think I remember wanting to be a pharmacist. I mean, they said that maybe I wanted to also be a nurse because I like to take care of my dolls, but I think it was a pharmacist. But then, you know, like you said, things change and like our dream jobs change. Um, later on, I remember I wanted to be a teacher.
0: Okay. Um, yes. That was
1: convenient. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But things have changed too. So so you, you always want, you said that you kind of changed it, you know, you wanted to be a Detective, but then there's some other things. Are there are there any other jobs you wanted to do when you were a kid or as you were growing up?
0: Yeah, as I got a little bit older, I thought, well, you know, I I've had a lot of thoughts of being my own boss. And so a lot of <laughs> things I wanted to do involved not having to work for anyone. Right. Um mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So one thing that I wanted to do was have my own club, like a dance right. club kind of thing. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. And I was going to have, you know, not something really trendy, not trendy at all. It was going to be something cool and maybe um, vintage or, you know, throwback old school kind of thing, you know, cool, old, older music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it seems like that Not having a boss and being your own boss or working for yourself kind of came true to you. It did. (laughs) (laughs) It took a
0: long time, let me tell you. (laughs) But it
1: you know, it became true. So very cool. So that so that means that you know what, the dance club, that might still happen. Yeah, no, that's
0: I I think that ship has sailed. That's okay. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I love, you know, I love that idiom, the ship has sailed. Yes. <laughs> and it means that that's long gone. It's not going to happen. Yeah. uh, uh-uh. it, it, It's, you know, in the
0: far distance, it's gone. Yes. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yes. But oh, yeah, bye. related to that, I also wanted mm-hmm. to have me and my old school stuff and vintage things. I wanted mm-hmm. to have a vintage clothing store.
1: I can absolutely see you. Can't you? Yeah. That. Right, absolutely. I even yeah. had a
0: name picked out for it. <gasps> what was it? What was it? Okay, I got this. You know, always something random for me. There was a movie. Um, it's called Cabaret, okay. and in that movie, there was a line where Liza Minnelli says she's got these green fingernails, long green fingernails, and she makes a comment about them, and she says, "Oh yes, divine decadence." And uh yeah and so I was like that's a great name for a store divine decadence decadence uh being like well, how do we how do we define that cuz it's probably not a word that a lot of people would know um just like excess and just luxury and indul- yeah luxury indulging in things that you like and you want yes yeah.
1: yeah that is you know what that is a wonderful name for the store isn't it I liked oh it. God. I mean, I really think you should pursue this now. I, I, yeah, no. I, I again, ship has sailed. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe we can turn the ship around. Yeah, and bring it back. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, over the years,
0: yeah, over the years, I you know, I kind of jumped back. But, oh, the other thing I really wanted to do, and this kind mm-hmm. of goes back to. My early, early dream job idea is I wanted to be a forensic scientist. And I wanted to solve mysteries of like murders and crimes and, you know, do DNA analysis and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know,
1: again, you can (laughs) see this, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I can see that. Um, And also based on the types of shows you like to watch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, funny Uh, story. About Mm -hmm. forensic scientists. Um, In my current job or the place I work at, we did this. We used to do that with our students to find their interests, to see what type of job matches their interests. You know, like interest in inventory, they call it or something like that. So I did one with the students. And you will, I mean, you'll never guess what was the number one job that matches my interest and personality that came up. Teacher. Forensic scientist. Oh, no, really? Forensic scientist? Forensic scientist. Yes. What? But, it, but you know, it kind of explains because I am a curious um, person who always asks why. Yeah, me too. And I like to, like, I like to dig to the bottom of it, as they say. Yeah. Like I like to find out the causes of things, the reasons, like all the details and all that. So sometimes, even at work, when there's some sort of an issue, people will ask me to look into it because they like I like to investigate stuff. Yes, yeah, you're investigating. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. At first, I was like, that would have what? No, I no, nope, that actually makes sense. So now I'm thinking maybe. This we, whole we've thing got a career plan for later on. Be a team. <laughs> yes, it checks the boxes for us. Plus, um, working for ourselves, no boss. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we can have our own detective agency.
0: <laughs> you know what? Maybe I was wrong. Maybe that ship hasn't sailed. Maybe that's uh, <laughs> maybe that's our sunset <laughs> cruise. <laughs> <laughs> sunset. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Man. Oh, but I mean, interesting. That's,
0: that's really funny. funny. Yes, it's so funny.
1: That is, that's hilarious.
0: Cool. All Good. right. Any other dream jobs that you had? I had so many, I swear.
1: <laughs> you know, I did too. Like, I wanted to be, a, like, a, you know, go into space. I wanted to be an astronaut, like a woman, one of the Ooh. few women that went into space. I wanted to be a commander of Starfleet Academy. <laughs> i (laughs) i had so many i at one point in time in my life i wanted to be a politician oh and i was so serious about it that my parents actually had to talk me out of it
0: oh good plan that's when
1: i yeah that's when i went (laughs) to study languages yeah and when i started i remember in college i um when I went to Uzbekistan for those three months to study there um, with our group and I interned, I had an internship at the embassy there. And you know what, after that, I really, really wanted to be a diplomat. I wanted to be an ambassador or something like that to work for a consulate. And I still do, you know, it's one of my jobs that I think it probably will never happen in my life. But it's still in the back of my mind that maybe one day
0: <laughs> I you will know, be a diplomat. I, I got to tell you, though, I could actually see this about you because, really? yeah, because I think that you have that diplomatic kind of personality where, you know, we were in situations before and the rest of us are like getting annoyed and oh, oh, this is this is ridiculous. And you'd be calming everybody down and, you know, kind of working both sides of the issue and everybody would kind of, you know, settle down and everything would be fine. So yeah, I could see that. Well, thanks.
1: (laughs) I I just, I, for some reason I, I, maybe it's something like, I like, I like people to be happy. I don't like conflict. Yeah. So, but we will see, we'll see what happens in the future.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is interesting. I'm learning so much about you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know, we've known each other for how many years? And I've learned yeah. so much about you
0: in the last few minutes. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. So this is a little bit off topic, but not exactly. I'm curious, and I'm sure the listeners would be curious too. At what age did you start learning English?
1: So the first, my, the first time I started learning English at school, I think, I believe it was a third grade. And it was once a week for an hour, we had a class. um, And I still remember the teacher to this day. Her name was Mrs. Lydia. Um, So it's kind of like, that's when slowly I started learning English, you know, just a simple basic. But I really like the fact that I am able to learn another language. And it wasn't difficult. But, you know, by then I already spoke Another language, because I kind of, you know, I grew up speaking Ukrainian, Mm -hmm. reading, writing, speaking. I mean, that was my language. But also because I was growing up during Soviet Union times, a lot of the things were also in Russian.
0: So like a lot of
1: TV programs, a lot of books I read. I never learned, you know, how how you learn a language. I never Mm -hmm. learned Russian that way. It was just something I grew up with and I just knew it. And you kind of picked it up by ear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you just naturally do it because the, this is how it is. This is the environment. So then my grandparents were Polish and I heard Polish language a lot. And because I used to live closer, like in the part of Ukraine that's closer to Polish border, a lot of the words that we used in everyday conversation were kind of um, like a Polish dialect kind of you know a lot of just the vocabulary words were right um, infused in the language in that area of the country so again I never learned how to speak Polish but I can understand yeah most of the when people speak Polish and I can read some too but I remember this one time um, my grandfather somebody called my grandfather and I picked up the phone and they were speaking Polish and I could understand everything but I couldn't say anything (laughs) (laughs) So, but third grade, I would say that that was the very first time I started learning English.
0: Yeah. But probably you didn't start for real until maybe a little bit later. Yeah. College. College College is actually
1: when. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to ask that, you know, because um, people who are listening and they think, oh gosh, you know, I'll never, I'll never get to speak English the way I want to, and it, it happens. It just takes a lot of time, a lot of practice.
1: And um, yeah. So it's very possible. Absolutely. Yes. If I can do it, anyone can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So we've talked about dream jobs pretty much. I
0: think um, let's talk about, and let's get down to reality. <laughs> pom, pom, pom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, um, maybe you have, I don't know if you had a lot of jobs in your
1: life. I've had a lot of different jobs. How about you? I wouldn't say I had a lot of different jobs. I mean, in college, I started tutoring in English, um, like children, or Mm -hmm. even there was a nonprofit organization I worked for, and they provided um, English lessons to kids or... Like business people who needed to study like business English, so that that would be kind of the the story through my whole life. theres some sort of English was involved in teaching, yeah, yeah, so, so that's good, right. But then when I moved to the United States, my first job here, so I volunteered at school again, you know, helping teaching and all that, but then my first job, the actual job here. I worked at retail job. I worked at the small women's store, like a boutique. Okay. Selling nice. things and all that. Um, and then I worked at the bank. Ugh. And I think I worked at preschool. So I didn't have that many different jobs, but there were some that are kind of different. You think like, how did you go from teaching to this? <laughs> what about you? Uh, sure you yeah. You
0: know, I worked at a lot of um, colleges and universities before I ever even started teaching, I mean, I just worked in administration offices and some were better than others. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, because this is going to be my next question for you. But so I had um, uh, a, a lot of jobs that were like, they were okay, but boy, I had one really terrible job. <laughs> well-
1: yeah, tell, tell, tell us. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was listening. Well, Everybody well. wants
0: to know about this terrible job. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, I learned something from this job, though. You know, there are no totally bad experiences. You always learn something from it. And I worked at this college. Um, I'm sure these people aren't listening now, but um, so they won't <laughs> know. But even if they are, they need to they need to know <laughs> that they were terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I worked for this woman who was um, very well respected in the college because she brought in a lot of money. And um, so everyone was just kind of like tiptoeing around her, trying to make her happy. But she was mean. She was so mean. And everybody in the whole department was just on edge all the time. And we're like, okay, who is it going to be that she's going to attack next? And... I knew when I first started working there, the very first day, I said to myself, I think I went home in tears and I was like, oh my gosh, I made a mistake. (laughs) And in fact, somebody that worked there told me, he saw me in the elevator and he said, you know, so-and-so, she's my friend, known her for 15 years, but I wouldn't work for her if you paid me a million dollars. So I knew I was in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. But so I said, you learn things, right? And I stayed there too long. I stayed there a year and a couple of weeks. And I learned that don't put up with something to be mistreated or being miserable. There's other jobs. Don't suffer.
1: <laughs> right. Well, and in this situation, was it necessarily the job itself or the person you worked for?
0: No, it was her. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, um, and the whole, all of the staff, it was like they were dead inside. They were just all wow. miserable because she was miserable. And so it was just an ugly, every day I went to work and I thought, oh, and like, oh, but the pay is good. I don't want to leave. But yeah, no, don't stay where you're being mistreated. That's my Absolutely. advice.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: I hope you haven't had a, you didn't have a bad experience like that.
1: I don't think I've ever had that bad of an experience in terms of working for somebody who was treating you this badly. Um, I would say the job itself, when I worked, there was a period of time here in the United States, I worked at the bank and at that time, it looked like a good opportunity, you know, and, um, not a bad pay and all that but i absolutely hated working at the bank yeah and it wasn't I, necessarily the people i mean one of the managers there was pretty rough um but it wasn't necessarily the people i worked with it was the job itself and one of the things that really was horrible for me is you know, you have to sell things to customers like credit cards and bank oh, accounts. I hate that, that kind and of stuff. I just hate it. yeah, hated that part because I don't like bothering people and selling things and telling them you need to get the credit card or you need, I hated that. I just, it was so bad. And then they would make this big competition out of it. Because, you know, they have to get yeah. numbers and accounts and all that. And I get it. It's the the nature of the field. Yeah, he so wasn't make the money. money. Yeah, it was not.
0: And money. did they make you do like a, a spiel, like a a set yes. thing that you have to you have to say these words, and then the people are like, "No, thank you, no, thank you," and you have to keep talking because you're required to say these words
1: usually by the time they say no thank you I can kind of back out and okay
0: okay yeah but
1: it was yeah the whole competition about it and then the numbers and all that I was like I just can't do this plus that's when I realized that my heart has been in education and yeah. that's where it needs to go back and after that job I follow your heart, heart school yes yeah. Still wasn't the most ideal educational job, the preschool I liked it. I liked working with kids, but again the you know the politics like there's there's another yeah. it's a good vocabulary word actually office politics or job politics where yes, there's all these intrigues or I don't know some people like other people or not those or these so there's just all that um that I really'm not a big fan of. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's the that's the worst for me. I mean, you know, I was, I was very lucky that when I worked, you know, where you work now, um, there were good people around. And for sure, you and I got along great. And we didn't have any of that crazy drama. So mm-hmm. that was very nice. So yeah, that would say that was one of my very positive working experiences. Um, yeah, so mm-hmm. yep. Um, You know what? One thing that it kind of made me think of right now is that there's a word that we hear a lot of lately, and that's about uh, work-life balance. I guess that's a phrase. Mm. Work-life balance. And sometimes we can work really hard and get so involved. Sometimes you might say you're a workaholic. You're just constantly working, working, working. And then you kind of don't have time for your family, for your things that you, social life, life, things that are, you know, that are interesting to you or something that is important for you, you know? So if you, if you don't get that work-life balance, you know, saying, you know, putting those boundaries to say, okay, I'm not going to work overtime if, uh, you know, every time you ask me, um, I'm not going to, kill myself over this
1: project, um, you can get burned out in the end. Um, you could easily. And it also goes back to who is in charge, yes. you know, how allow people to, um, or how much work do you want to do in your own? And because I went through time when I worked three jobs, oh. I had a job right during, you know, during the day and then at night. And so in the end, by the time you get home at 9 PM, because you left the house at 7 AM, Oy, <laughs> it, yuck. You get turned out, but I mean, yeah. it, so there's that side of it being workaholic or there's a, you know, if you kind of have a boss, like you were talking about in that terrible job, um, that just makes you do things and put, more hours because they want you to complete projects no matter the, you know how many hours it takes for you because they have their own deadline. So, But I've been pretty fortunate. Um, at the place I am now, I've been there for 14 years, but I had different positions, different jobs. Yes. Can yeah, you, you did. <laughs> you pretty much covered it all there. <laughs> and we started, do you remember, we started the same year
0: there. We did. We st- I think I started like a month before you or something yes. like that. Yeah, yeah. So we did our training
1: I, together. <laughs> we did, I do remember that. But I have been fortunate, actually, because the people I work for, worked for, have always encouraged that work-life balance. Yeah, it's really important. And knowing, you know, especially like when people have families and children and, you know, things come up, but I was never forced or it was never implied that you make sure put extra hours or yeah. what else? Never, ever. So it is important. Yeah.
0: And I remember also being in certain jobs where I would feel guilty if I was sick. I mean, legitimately sick. And I would have to call in and I would try to say, okay, maybe I'll feel better. Maybe I'll feel better. And no, I can't do it. I have to call in. And then I would feel like I've done something
1: wrong. And that's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. And you know, I, I have a couple of instances for that. Um, one time I called in sick and I remember my job was about 35 minutes away from home. So I commuted and I remember I called in sick very first time after working there for, I don't know, a year or so. And I was pretty sick. I just, there was no way I was going to drive 35 minutes and try to, you know, work or anything. So I called in sick and my supervisor said, well, how sick are you? And sick I enough to be
0: calling
1: that's in. <laughs> that's I said, sick enough not to be able to drive to work. So, but then another instance was what a ridiculous when question. I at, oh. When I worked at preschool, and you know, I I think I had actually flu at that time when I called in. I didn't want to be around children or anybody else to get them sick, right? But I understand. I mean, I understand. Like you said, you always feel guilty about it, and you you know that you put hardship on your. Co-workers, but when I called in and I told my boss that I was sick and I have flu and she said, well, that's fine. You, that's you stay fine. home. I will just rearrange things and I will not have my lunch today so I can fill in. And so, you know, the, trying to make you Let feel bad, about- and yes, and make you feel guilty. Yeah, you know, just not a good leadership. Just not a good no. thing to be. At it work. really so, is.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, you you get those uh, those sick days, and oh, you're allowed right. to use them. You know, so right. And by the way, I realize we've been saying a lot of vocabulary here, and especially this phrasal verb "call in." Um, I was yeah. going to talk about that later, but since we've said it a few times here. Um, that's a really good phrasal verb to know, um, when you actually, this is not when you have planned a day off or something like that. This is when you wake up in the morning and you say, for whatever reason, either an emergency or I'm sick or something, and you have Mm -hmm. to call and say, I can't come to work today. So you can say, call in sick, or you can just say, call in. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I think some places it could be a regional thing, Sometimes they say call off or call off sick or call out or call out sick. I yeah, think that's i heard true, all right? of those things.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you know the I other just- thing you. Well, the other thing you brought up was the sick days, mm-hmm. um, which is another good. I, I mean, we probably can have another episode just talking about the benefits and all that. <laughs> yeah, work. right. Um, but it's something that you know it's a paid day where you can. When you're sick and you call in or call off, um, you you know, you don't have to go to work, but you have that, you won't lose your pay for that day. Yeah. So that's kind of a, a it's a benefit, one of the work benefits.
0: Yeah, for sure. And speaking of benefits, um, you know, obviously it's very important that we get a salary that is good for us that, you know, we can live, survive. Um, yep. But then sometimes, uh, well, pretty much most jobs, I would assume, uh, come with some kind of extra perks. Um, Mm -hmm. And perks are those extra benefits that you get with a job that are not necessarily, you know, money, cash in hand kind of thing. But it's something that makes the job more um, appealing. Like, oh, yes, you'll want to come here because we've got these perks. Right. Yeah. Um I never really had a job with many perks now that I think about it. (laughs) Well I have perks. Oh, I got one. I've got one. Yes. I said that I worked at a lot of colleges and universities. And one of the really good perks of working there is that you can quite often take classes for free. Oh yeah, that's that's true. Yep. That's a perk. I have
1: that perk at my job right now. Oh, yeah. Um, so a perk that I have at my job is, so I do have benefits. I have health insurance, time off, sure. like vacation time, sick time, um, holidays. But I have additional perk where between Christmas and New Year's that week, oh. I the college is closed. So I get time off during that time. Yes, that's beautiful. It's, it's always nice. Love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's one, you know, this could be another topic too, but, you know, teaching can be a hard job, but fortunately there are some perks like that, that you have those dedicated weeks off that you can actually do stuff. Because for our listeners who are not in the United States, um, most jobs in the U.S. do not have the kind of time off that you get in, say, Europe. I know Europe is very generous with a lot of... You know, time off and other perks that we don't get—we won't get into that now. But um, a lot of times here, it's difficult to take vacation because you just don't have that time. So, right. at least in the teaching world, you have a little bit more time. I mean, you don't get paid for it, but <laughs> um, but you at least you have no, some, uh, that opportunity for that work-life balance. That's right, work-life balance. Work-life balance. <laughs> All right. Well, we're coming up on some time here that we probably need to um, uh, wrap this up. There's another nice phrasal verb for you. Uh, Wrap it up. I'm going to bring this to a close here. Um, I wanted to mention a couple of phrasal verbs that are very common related to jobs and professions and things like that. We already talked about call in, call off, call out, whatever you want to say. I tend to say call in. You too? I do too. Somebody calls in or I call in. Called in. Yeah. And you don't even have Mm -hmm. to say I called in sick. You just say I called in. You know, Mm -hmm. it's clear that that's what you're doing. Yep. Um, Another thing that people have gotten confused, I've noticed, is like they'll tell me um, a story about their job where they or somebody else got fired. And then Mm -hmm. when I dig into it a little bit more and I ask some questions, I realize, no, they didn't actually get fired, but they got
1: laid off. Lay it off, And that's a big a good, difference
0: yeah. between firing and laying off someone. That's right. Firing. You did something bad. They watch out. <laughs> <laughs> and layoff has to do with financial reasons that they have to. Um, another thing we say is let you go.
1: Right. And it could be that maybe the position is not there anymore or the right. company is not doing well and they have to, uh, you know, have some people leave because they can't pay them. But the other difference too, like when you are fired, you probably will not get hired again at that place. In the That's true. Yeah. But when you're laid off, you could get hired again there.
0: That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. If things start improving or situations right. change. Yeah. Sure. Right. Okay. Um, another one. Um, uh, we talked about burnout too. We said that already, um, but we didn't explain it. And that's a really good one when you work so hard and you're just like every day, every week, just putting in all your energy. And after a while, you're like, oh, I can't do it anymore. Kind of like a candle, you know, the flame burns out and you're done.
1: (laughs) Can't do it anymore. You just have no energy left. You just don't, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't be creative. You can't, you know, it's harder. It becomes harder to do your job when you burn out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, this is not a uh, phrasal verb, but I thought this was a good expression to end with. Um, This is one of my favorites. Sometimes we say when we want to wrap things up for the day and go home and say, let's stop working. We'll pick it up again tomorrow. But for today, let's call it a day. Oh, I like that Right? That's a good one. I say that a lot. Let's call it a day. That means, okay, we're done. We're going to stop here. You know, go home. We'll start again tomorrow.
1: Most of the time, I just say, "And I'm out of here." <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a head out. <laughs> <laughs> going to head out. So yes, let's call it a day. That's a really good like to kind of finish. We're done for today. Yep. We're finished. Go yep. home. Let's call it a day. Yeah. A day. So on one. that
0: note, I think let's call it a day. <laughs>
1: Good one.
0: That was a good one. Oh, but wait, before we call it a day, I forgot to say to remind everybody, um, show notes, show notes, oh, yeah. um, we'll have all of these expressions and phrasal verbs and whatnot that we talked about, and maybe some other little interesting tidbits. So be sure to download the show notes and we will catch you next time. So, until next time, here's to good coffee good vibes, and great conversations. Cheers! Cheers!